You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hello to you. This is the movie show on your favorite ORSPS. Active FM. The movie show with your hosts, Sash and Brian. Wow, that was so epic, Brian. (laughs) Okay, you thought he was just being epic. He was actually battling with a a croak in his throat. No, I'm joking. No frequencies don't come easy. (laughs) Okay, so we're just going to get right into today's film review. This is a brilliant film. If you have not watched this film, write it down. You're watching it tonight. Yes, I just said that. Right, Ryan? They are watching it tonight. Absolutely. You have to watch this movie. It is brilliant. It is titled The Terminal, and it is not a new film. It came out in 2004, the good old days, with our director, Steven Spielberg. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> right? Definitely. That was, that was a very big draw card. And the other draw card was Tom Hanks, because he's the main actor in this film. And then there's Catherine, Z- Catherine Zeta-Jones, also another draw card. There's Zoe Saldana, before her Marvel days of Green Gomorrah. Yes, she was being a police... O- she, was a, she wasn't a police officer. She was a... Customs... Officer, or whatever you officer. call it. Yeah, basically. And then there was Stanley... Oh, this guy's surname is very interesting. Tusi. <laughs> I think that... If you don't know who that is, he was Caesar Flickerman in Hunger Games. He's been in Transformers. He's be, he's been in so many films. Like he really is, yeah. But it was nice. I thoroughly enjoyed the cast. The cast was very good. Every 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 person was brilliant. Obviously, Steven Spielberg is a very very good director. I felt like this film it had a different. It wasn't like Steven Spielberg's very good at making movies where. You don't really notice that it's him, if I can word it. like As in, I'm not saying now you can't... Oh, But do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, this feels like that other film that I watched. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah, he directed Ready Player One, brilliant movie, but it's completely different to this film. Like, there's, there's almost no similarity other than it's the same director. But both films, even though they're completely different, are both brilliant. So, yeah. Steven Spielberg is very good with like opening shots. I felt like every shot I could feel its purpose. I'm like I know why he's doing this. Mm. I'm like he yes. is very good with those. But Can I talk about my favorite shot in this film? Mm-hmm. There was one film, I mean one one sequence, one shot, right? Where it literally goes from a, like a mid shot and it moves all the way back to this like extreme long shot of yes. the whole set. Yes. I'm like it's going back. It's going back. It's going back. Oh my word, this is too far back to be a zoom. It's moving. It's still got, oh, it's going up. Oh, it's elevating. <laughs> and it keeps going. I'm like. <laughs> There's I'm Ryan like, standing pause, in his applause. loud round of applause. And then I was just like, and then when I looked in, um, in an interview, I saw they did that. And I was like, brilliant. This is so good. Yeah, no, that was a very, it was an amazing film. The budget for the film was 60 million US dollars. The box office, 
million US dollars. This was the third time. So this film was made in 2004. It was the third film that Tom Hanks and Steel, Steven Spielberg worked on together. The first was Saving Private Ryan. And the second was Catch Me If You Can. When did Forrest Gump come out? Sure, I don't know. I was like small when that first came out. I, I, I'm sure it was in see. the 80s or 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, wait. No, but Forrest Gump wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg, was it? I don't think it was. Dang. That, w- that one was... Okay, Forrest Gump, no. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> but that obviously had Tom Hanks in it. The, the collaboration between Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg first was Saving Pri- Private Ryan. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. Second, Catch Me If You Can. Brilliant film. That, that I, I enjoyed Catch Me If You Can. But do you get what I'm saying? Like this, this felt nothing like Catch Me If You Can. Nothing. Like not even close. Yeah, I agree. So Steven Spielberg is... Look at his, his films from that era and look at Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. There were, again, there, there, there was stuff... There was shots. He's, he's very good with his shots. And yeah. did you notice how that shot that I'm talking about, yeah. the long shot? Yes. How he directs his crowd. He's very good at. Y- he is. Not just, okay, guys, walk around. He is very precise on how he wants his crowd. No, he's brilliant. Look, he uses a, a lot of blocking. Okay, I'm sure every director does, but but um, it's unnoticeable mm. and the way that he does things. So in that shot, if you look at it, so if you haven't watched the film, you're going to look out for this shot. If you have watched it, you're going to go and play it right now and you're going to go right back and you're going to go find it. It is in the beginning. But you'll see how the crowd is literally crisscrossing. Yes. That's yes. the feeling. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it felt like he was very blocked and isolated and like the long shot and you're so small. And I was just like... I feel like even the movie posters had that whole theme to it. Cause like when I you like the logo. Oh, the name? Yes. The, the terminal the with terminal. the airplane. Yes. I was just like... <laughs> so, Steven Spielberg, if you're wondering what recent films he's brought out, obviously he brought out Ready Player One. He's bringing out a 2021 film. He's, doing, he's redoing West Side Story. That's a musical romance. It actually looks very good. I happened to actually watch the trailer this morning without even realizing it. I was like, oh, Steven Spielberg. So that's, that's coming out. And then we also have mentioned that he is going to be directing his own biopic, which I'm very excited to see, actually. We've spoken about that before. We hey? have, yes. Yeah. yeah. So The Terminal, this whole movie, it's crazy. It's literally in one location or two hours long. Okay, at the end of the film then like the location changes but the whole film was filmed inside this terminal and the movie was actually inspired it's inspired by a true life story of Mohan Nazeri I think that's how you pronounce his name and he is an Iranian refugee and in 1988 he landed at an airport in Paris he was denied entry into England because his passport and United Nations refugee certificates had been stolen and French authorities wouldn't let him leave the airport. So he remained in Terminal 1, a stateless person with nowhere else to go. He has since been granted permission to enter either France or, or return to Iran, but he chooses to continue to live in the terminal and tells his story to those who will listen. 
Reportedly, his mental health has deteriorated over the years. When given the opportunity to live in France, he refused because the documents did not name him Sir Alfred, and he claims to have forgotten his native Persian. Reportedly, he left the terminal in August 2006 to be hospitalized, uh, hospitalized sorry, for an unspecified illness, and DreamWorks reportedly paid him $250,000 for the use of his biography. So they paid him that much money yeah. for the film rights. Right? So where is he today? They I think it's quite it. sad actually because mm. he's he was he is if you uh, did you watch an interview with him because they actually I don't know if you saw any interview with him. Yeah, he, uh you can actually pick up on his mental health. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy that he actually I mean th- this is Based on a true life story. It's I had no clue. It's cr- I and didn't I, either. And I've watched the film before, but obviously I watched it now again. And I was just like, wait, is this based on a true story? Yes, it is. Yes. And I was like, and then what? I saw the interview and the guy. But I mean, think about it. We were under like level five lockdown. And I remember also like maybe from the second or the third week, also feeling a bit like... Ugh. Yeah, no, definitely. Think about it. This mm. guy was in a terminal for years. For, for like 16 years. 16 and that was, years. I think, that was measured in 2004. So that means he's never seen the outside, mm. the sun, Mm-mm. the open air. He's been air. indoors. And, okay, I remember there was once where um, I went with a friend with his sister to uh, Sun City. Mm-hmm. And they were going there for some convention, whatever thing. And we thought we'll go along, we'll hang around. And I remember it was for a day. And I remember we waited. We had seen everything. We had walked around. We didn't have money, obviously, to spend on anything. But we were like halfway through the day and we were bored. Yeah. Like broken bored. Like <laughs> we wanted to go. Eventually, we ended up joining <laughs> whatever they were doing. <laughs> we just sat there like, oh, okay. <laughs> But I remember that boredom and feeling like, ah, uh, like you can't now for him for years. Imagine, would have been his birthday, like all those years. And f- oh my gosh. like, what do you do now? Okay, I guess we'll go sit over there. Now yeah. he sits there. Okay, what are we gonna do now? Okay, I'll go there. And eventually, I, and I know that uh, with that with that feeling of feeling captive. Yeah, trapped. You start becoming more lazier. So I'm sure eventually he was just like, oh, I don't feel like going there, been there, done this. Oh, let's go, you know. So no wonder why I would have taken a mental... Toll. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. But now the film isn't depressing. So the film, they actually, they made a nice story out of it. So I suppose it was just, they were inspired by this true life story. They made a romance out yes, of it. This cr- Although... There's interesting... Okay, we're going to get there, but quickly. So, talking about the airport that it was filmed in, that was not an actual airport. The airport set was built for the film, and it was based on a... The, I think it's the Paris. I think it was the... No, I'm lying. It's an airport. It was air, uh, airport in, in Germany. A, yes, yes. And the set was a near full-size replica built in a former hangar with three working sets of escalators... 
So they built this thing that had three working sets of escalators and was populated by many popular stores. Example, Burger King's, um, Mr. Mrs. Fields, W.H. Smith. Some of these brands were recruited by DreamWorks while others approached the studio when word of the production got out. Many of the stores and restaurants were built by the construction crews that built the actual mall and airport stores for the respective companies. And some had fully functioning equipment such as oven and cash registers. However, the inclusion of a brand on the set was not a guarantee of inclusion in the film. DreamWorks re uh, retained full control over editing and some brands appear only briefly or not at all. But literally, that was crazy. They like literally built a fully functioning terminal. Yeah, which is crazy. I actually wonder wh what's... Did they break that set down again? I suppose I they would have They must to, have, yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have made a... A shopping mall. They could have. They, maybe they did. They could have just left it open. They should have I actually. Mean, it, 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 it was a, a, a like a military plane hangar. Yeah. Which is huge because they they couldn't find a sound stage big enough. Yes. So if, if you actually go look at them building it, it's quite amazing. It's like they're building a real mall. Like they're painting, yeah. they're crafting, they're welding. It's, mm. it's no, it was this crazy. Movie and then. No. Then what? Mm -hmm. All of that for, yeah. Tom Hanks in the film speaks Bulgarian. So if you're wondering the language, which I think his accent was so good. It was such, he did such a good job. And apparently yeah. his accent was actually based off of his father-in-law. His father-in-law speaks Russian, Turkish, Polish, Greek, a little bit of Italian and a little bit of French. And he is Bulgarian. So that's the, that's who Tom Hanks based his whole character off of, which I think is pretty nice. And then, in the film, there was a deleted scene where Tom Hanks, his character, gets help using a phone card and says, home phone, home phone. But Steven Spielberg cut it because he didn't want it to compare with E.T., which, which has the famous line, phone home. So he took home phone out of it completely, and that is no longer in the film. Now, this is what I wanted to get to. So... <clears throat> Apparently, this film was shot with two endings. Right? Two endings. No. Yes. <laughs> the original version of the film, the original version of the film, which was uh, previewed in Orange, California on May 26, 2004, had the other ending in which Catherine Zeta-Jones, her character, Amelia, goes into... Ma spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Goes into Manhattan with Victor. The, ch the changes to the film, so obviously they, that was the first ending. They then changed it, and that's the ending that... Ryan, you didn't see that ending, right? You saw the ending I saw, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. What ending did you see? I saw the one where she doesn't go into Manhattan. So the movie ends. Spoiler alert. Okay, the one I saw, the movie ends, and they didn't get together. Which one did you see? No, they didn't get together. Okay, yeah. So that's, I think that was the finalized version. The original ending okay. wasn't like that. But apparently the changes that they, they wanted to make, so they changed it to be the ending that we saw. But it actually caused the start date of Steven Spielberg's next film, Munich, which came out in 2005, to be pushed back several weeks because obviously they now had to redo the ending. So his next project got pushed back. And that means that Ben Kingsley could no longer appear in Munich due to his commitment to appear in um, the film Oliver Twist. 
So literally, it actually affected Steven Spielberg's next film and Ben Kingsley, who was supposed to appear in the film, wasn't able to because of that whole thing that happened. Well, he made the call, right? Yeah, I did. So it's his fault. Well, what was the reason for the change? Maybe you were the reason for the change, Ryan, because there are people like you in this world that were like, yeah, they shouldn't have got together at the end. Are you happy they didn't get together? You know, it actually didn't even bother me. It was such a That's good film. That's why I enjoyed the film. Oh, wow. I told you. It's for, it's like, it's for the people like you. Now that like you brought you. it up, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Cool. It was probably like, I'm so glad they did. But Shami was alone then. Like, you at know, least if he had her, he wouldn't have been alone. Although she was a joke, the fact that she did what she did. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> okay, this is the, okay, it's not the coolest part of the film, but it's very cool. It's a very cool part of the film. So, the whole movie, spoiler alert, is about Victor getting the last remaining signature from the jazz artist, the, the saxophone player that was in the same band as his dad, which he does do at the end. By the way, that saxophone player was a famous, he is a famous sax player, so they actually just got him in for the film. But Ryan, I don't know if you picked this up, I clicked only after I read this fact. In the end credits, the actors and directors and everyone sign their names. Oh, yes. So literally, if you go and watch the end credits, that's all it's of... signing, It's yeah. literally their signature. I was like, that is so cool. I went and watched the credits again just because of that. I was like, oh, that's Tom Hanks' actual signature. And that's Steven Spitt. There was someone's signature. I couldn't make out who it was, though. I must be quite honest. I was like, I don't know who that is. But I thought it was very cool. Were you happy with the font? No, that's the thing. It's not font. It's their handwriting. Signature. It's their handwriting. Custom font. That's why it changed. It, what, there was no font. There was, there was, ah, oh, it was so cool. That was so cool for me. I thought that was, so if you ever want Tom Hanks's autograph, just go to the end credits of the terminal screenshot. Bam, you've got it. And yes. then try and make some font out of it. Of course, you'd have <laughs> to get them to sign every letter. Letter, yeah. You'd so you call it Tom Hanks. The Tom Hanks film. Font. Tom Hanks font. Mm-hmm. I think you've given someone an idea. <laughs> mm, I'm oh, this was also cool. Do you know that um, Steven Spielberg's daughter was in the film? You know uh, the part where Victor is trying to help the girl with the suitcase? Yes. That's his daughter. Guess what her name is? What? Wait. Something Spielberg. Sasha Spielberg. Is it? How cool is that? I was like, oh, it's a sign. It's a sign, That's I a tell good you. Name. <laughs> that is Look a that. that is a good name. The fact that Steven Spielberg named sure. his daughter's house, like, you know what? I feel like I feel like all great directors name their children good names. <laughs> so, yes. he got, so, so he gave his daughter an opportunity. I was quite chuffed How about sweet. her name. Right? She was a good actor. She was. She was angry. She was. I was like, spoiled brat. But then, she, but good actor. I don't know if she's acted in any of his other films. That'd be interesting to know. Right. So it was very, very good. Just um, for the air, the actual airports, they recreated the airports, obviously. It took 16 weeks to build. 16 weeks to build. It contained over 112,000 square feet of glass, 75,000 square feet of floor space, large enough to hold 600 extras, 600 extras, and was fitted with 2,000 miniature lights. It also included working escalators and real food courts. They probably just had lunch on set. Like, all right, guys, hour for lunch. I want Burger King. Burger King. I want. (laughs) Yeah. So it was very, very good. Thoroughly enjoyed the film. You must definitely go watch it. So Sasha Spielberg 
has played in several other movies, yeah. Mm. The Art of Getting By, The Love Letter. I, I don't see any Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Indiana <laughs> Jones. I, I'm trying to look for something more recent. Um, 2013. That's not too far. Before I Sleep. Before I Sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2017, The Post. <gasps> of course. She was in the post. Oh, that wait, he sense. directed that, yes. Uh, 2018, in a relationship. <laughs> was That was on Steven Spielberg, right? And let's not forget, 2018, Dude. Is the film named Dude? The that film is, is named Dude. We need to go dude. watch Dude. <laughs> that is so cool. So she clearly has... I wonder if it's like a side job thing or if if it's like, I'm going to become the next, I don't know. I wonder. Maybe she hasn't. No, but if if she if she started directing, we would have seen the film here as well. Yeah, true, it? actually. Very interesting, though. Yeah. Also, the juggling in the film that 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 so the Indian man that j- that juggled in the film, he actually is famous for juggling. So he he was a real life juggler and traveled the world when he was a young man performing his juggling and balancing act. Something that uh, I picked up in an interview between Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg was that, and Tom Hanks commented, he said, you know, uh, being an actor or working for Steven Spielberg, he he doesn't just allow an actor to come on, say their lines, act the part and walk, walk off. He actually um, expects input. Mm. That's what he wants. He wants actors to come in and also give an input about, uh, you know, I know you said I must do this, but can I rather do it like this because it makes sense? And yeah. often he, he would like, he would allow it, obviously, if it if it really, really improves the the scene or the story. So something tells me that that Indian guy was like, hey, can I juggle? <laughs> Actually, that's true. And he was probably now like, that you, said that, you can juggle. Because that's a very odd thing to put in. That was so weird. I was like, what are you doing? He was very good at it, shame. But that's actually very true. He probably did do that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. No, it, it was a very good film. Like, it's different. It's not something you've... I, I don't think I've ever watched a film like this. Ever. Imagine, because Dude was directed by another director, um, Olivia. Now imagine you have to direct... And you have to work with an actor whose dad is, Steven is like Spielberg. one of the world. <laughs> I'd be nervous. That's like me having to play a guitar piece and the, the original composer sitting there in front of me. I'd be like, is it all right? I'd be nervous. Is that fine? Yeah, no, that's hectic. I wonder if she takes it for granted, though. Because you, you're e- when you're born into something like... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe she just... But you often find um, people... Like Ron Howard was in the film. He's also a director. He got into film because his father was in film. Um, you, you often find that they, when a family member is in the film industry, like I know of two, so a brother was acting. His younger brother wasn't in acting. And then there was an audition coming up for, he was acting in a series and a role was opening up. And he said to his younger brother, why don't you audition for it? The younger brother wasn't interested in acting. He wanted to do other things. He was like, well, why not? And he got the role. And then his older brother ended up leaving the show and he remained on the show. So you often find that happens. Sure. Right. Yeah, you never know. Right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was The Terminal by Steven Spielberg. I feel like we need to do another Steven Spielberg film. 
Definitely. I'm up for that one. Right. Definitely. Or go watch one. Munich, which was made the year after. Oh, okay. There we go. Well, there you go. There you go. Next week on the movie show. <laughs> you can go watch it too. And then next time you listen to the movie show, you can be like, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so we're giving you guys a heads up. Definitely, yes. In fact, I think we should do a show on what is your favorite Steven Spielberg film. Ah. Mm. Coming in two weeks' time. What is your favorite <laughs> Spielberg show? There we movie. go. <laughs> movie show. Yes. But this has been the movie show. On Active FM. Only on Active FM. Where you get good movies. Mm-hmm. And we tell you about them. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yes. So until we are, next week. We are signing out until next week. Munich is next week, but we'll be back. Yeah, we're signing out like all the actors on this movie. <laughs> Sign out. <laughs> Definitely. Until nice one. Nice. Cheerio. <laughs> Peace. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at ActiveFM. Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.